Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries, and I'm here with my good friend Jim Putman, who is the lead pastor at Post Falls. Uh, today we are talking about uh, false teachers, and it's really it's really how Christians or people that say they're Christians interact uh, with the information out there in the Bible and also what people are saying and then their reactions. And we have multiple different reactions, and you'd like to talk about that today. Yeah, um, when, you, when you kind of look at the church world today, mm-hmm. you've got two different things happening. Um, you've got people who are taking away uh, or eliminating what the Scripture says about certain subjects. Mm-hmm. S- such as... Uh, women's roles, okay. sexuality. Um, they're kind of saying um, sometimes only the red letters matter, the words spoken by Jesus, mm-hmm. even though Jesus was very clear that he was going to send his Holy Spirit to guide the apostles. He had, uh, he had made ready the apostles with the power of the Holy Spirit to create the New Testament scriptures, mm-hmm. not just about Jesus' life, but Paul's writings and Peter's writings about the church, how it works. Um, but they, they'll say, you know, the Bible contains the Word of God, but it's not all, you know, the Word of God. Isn't, isn't the reality in a situation like that, this group, we're going to talk about other groups of people, but on this particular group of people, aren't they saying, yes, I believe God until, I believe God's Word until it contradicts my own experiences. So my my, my own experiences and my own whatever, even though it's a blip on the radar in the whole scheme of things, uh, my experience isn't congruent with what God says, and therefore I'm going to trust my own experiences over what God says. Yeah, not just that, but I'm going to believe the Word of God until it contradicts science. Right. Right, in quotes. Um, You know, and because, you know, we know that evolution is true, so Genesis can't be. Mm -hmm. Even though there's huge debate about all of that, whatever science says. And again, modern day science is driven by atheists who have chosen to believe one thing over another. There's no evidence for evolution anymore there than there would be, you know, absolute evidence that God created the world. Mm-hmm. Although I think there is evidence, they would say there isn't, they've just chosen a different religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got these people who are not just their experience, what they feel, um, but what the world thinks, uh, and they're 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 interpreting scripture based on that rather than interpreting their experiences and science or or their uh, you know through the eyes of God, it's mm-hmm. the other way around. And so you've got churches that are trying to be popular, trying not to offend people, trying to say the gospel's true, but everything else is up in the air. The problem is the very guys who wrote the gospel say they, they're speaking the word of God. You know, Paul says, I'm glad you see these words as they truly are, not the words of men, but the word of God. Mm-hmm. Paul says all scripture is God-breathed. If you read it just before that, he says, the scriptures lead us to the gospel, but but then he says all scripture is God-breathed and useful for training, correcting, and rebuking in righteousness, right? So you've got these people that are eliminating that, uh, which the Bible has always said, and which the church has believed for 2,000 years, mm-hmm. um, And then you have the other side um, trying to make everything, uh, let me me say it this way, 
one of the things that we believe in is this statement, where the Bible speaks, we speak, mm-hmm. and where the Bible is silent, we're silent. On, on the left side, they're trying to say, the Bible doesn't speak that, or I don't care if it speaks that, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you know, where we say where the Bible's silent, we're silent, they would say, no, the Bible says something about everything, and everything's a black and white issue, and we need to be ready to fight about everything. Okay, now... I under, the the first the first group I understand that um, I, I guess I'm a little confused about what the second group would do. What what are we filling in the blanks, or what are we making uh, uh, mountains out of molehills? Okay, or, so let's say um, the Bible is very clear about the King is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's going to be a judgment day. There's heaven and hell. It's very clear about all that. But there's some mystery and some differing opinions about the end times, how it's going to unfold. Mm -hmm. Over history, there's been all different kinds of views. Um, At one time, you know, there was a post-tribulational view which said that, you know, the Christians are going to be in tribulation. And a lot of that was because they were in tribulation. Mm -hmm. So the master's going to come after, the you know, the Romans, Nero. So there was the post-tribulation view. And then there's the amillennial view. The Catholic Church is the kingdom of heaven, and it's expanded through the whole world. And, mm-hmm. and it's the new Jerusalem and the new uh, the Israelite, God's Israel. And God has no plan for the Jews. And then now in most modern days, you know, there, there's a premillennial, pre-tribulational view, the Left Behind series. And what people do is they go... I think the Bible is absolutely clear, and this this has moved up into what I would say, moving from a th- third bucket issue to a first bucket issue. The way we would describe it here is there's mm-hmm. three buckets. Mm-hmm. First bucket is, this is essential for salvation. If you don't believe this, you're not a Christian and you're not saved. That That's super important, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the they Trinity, would agree with, that sounds like. Yeah, they would agree with that. Then there's the second bucket issues, which I would say they are essential for unity in the body of Christ. Okay. Um, and so we need to agree on how we practice this in the body of Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, we can't actually be a team if we don't agree to make this, uh, to, to accept this, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's the third bucket issues, which are, they're not salvational, and it's really okay we have some differing views because we really don't know how it's going to play out. But we still, the, the keys are like on the on the, what we were talking about. Yes, there's a judgment day. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a heaven and hell. Yes, Jesus is going to judge. Is it going to be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? I always say it this way. I hope it's pre-trib. Right, 100% agree with that. If it's not, then I hope it's mid-trib. If it's not that, then I'm stuck with post-trib. Right? But either way, it, it, the Bible... Um, at different times and different places have been interpreted different ways. And we can be Christians and not necessarily agree on all that. Right. All right. So there are people that want to make the third bucket. They want to make it into, put it into the first and second bucket. Mm-hmm. Or they want to take a first bucket issue and actually move it into the third bucket issue. And we're, we're told to rightly divide the truth. Mm-hmm. And we're also told in Scripture there are some things that if we hold to it, mm-hmm. we should hold to it. But keep our mouths shut about it because it's not a salvation issue. And people can have differing opinions on things, and we can still be unified. Mm-hmm. And we live at a time where everything is polarized, and you've got people who have access to some information, tainted information, 
um, on the internet and somebody didn't like somebody and or, or read something or whatever and decided that they have the power to go on the internet and make accusations and decide that this person's a heretic and, and it might even be on a non-salvation issue mm-hmm. but since they you know they're you know it's black and white and you're contradicting the scripture but they only know one way to understand that they're not even aware of the different ways to understand that and they just mm-hmm. start throwing around accusations and what what always interests me is the Bible's very clear about how to handle disputes in the body of Christ mm-hmm. right so first you go to a person privately mm-hmm. and and you if, if they've sinned against you or or even if there's a dispute you go to them privately you talk to them if if that doesn't work out then the Bible Matthew 18 says take somebody with you mm-hmm so that it can be established by two or three witnesses, and you have the conversation. And if they don't listen to you then, then you take it to the church, right? So the Bible says very clearly how we are to respond to conflict. Yet these people, in the name of God, mm-hmm. are they don't go to the person privately, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have the conversation. They don't bring somebody with them. They, they just take it in via the internet or whatever. They make a website. They do whatever. And they start throwing around accusations. Mm-hmm. So in the name of God, they disobey what the Bible actually says about how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, because they're attacking somebody with the word of God. So they're ignoring parts of it mm-hmm. uh, to make the point that that guy's the enemy and, and, and all that. And then you go to 1 Corinthians where he talks about lawsuits amongst believers and that it, it, it should be handled within the body of Christ and these mm-hmm. guys were actually bringing lawsuits against other believers in front of the world and Paul says shouldn't you have rather been wronged shouldn't you have been uh, you know harmed for the glory of God I mean what are you doing mm-hmm. you know because Christians were not handling these things correctly so the so the first issue I have it sounds like what you're battling against is who, you know, like, you, you talked about Matthew 18. Matthew 18 is assuming that I'm in a relationship with that person. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen the offense mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't have the availability to go uh, seek them out relationally. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in that's how it's handled. But it's it's in the context of a church body. And I think, is there is there a confusion over the church you belong to um, we are shepherding a, this flock, and then the Big C Church, which is anybody that considers themselves a Christian, uh, is that even our role to hold them responsible for something? They're not a part of. Uh, they're not a part of what we're doing here relationally. Yeah, I think depending on who you are and the authority that you have, and and the responsibility you have. Your first and primary responsibility is to personally, in your own life, Mm -hmm. in your own family, the places where you do have responsibility. If you're a part of a church um, and you see something that's incorrect or wrong Mm -hmm. in your view, uh, first of all, you don't just take something that somebody else says. Right? You don't just accept what somebody else says is gospel. Right, right. You don't don't come with a, a critical eye to go, I'm going to figure out how I can catch you, the gotcha. Mm-hmm. The, you're, you come giving the benefit of the doubt, you know. 
Um, and if there is a problem, you go and clarify. You come curious rather than mm-hmm. as an accusation. In the context of relationship. In the context of relationship and in the relationships and, and, and responsibility you have to your own local body. Mm-hmm. There are times where the bigger uh, responsibility nationally you may have something to say about that or need to say something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got a, a, a guy who's a, 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 a nationally famous pastor, I'll give you an example, mm-hmm. who um, we sent our folks to a conference that he's involved in. For, it was a children's conference mm-hmm. um, at, at his church. And he comes out at a children's conference and decides to have a conversation about in front of all of our people and everybody else's people. Uh, he decides to have a conversation about whether homosexuality is sin or not. Mm -hmm. And so I get the message, and I was actually sent a video of what he he said. Mm -hmm. Now, what I chose to do at that point is go, wait a minute, I need to see the whole context of what's being said, not just the little sliver that you gave me. Secondly, I need to go, okay, this doesn't sound right. Um... The guy speaking, is he saying what he's actually meaning? Is he having a bad day? Did he misspeak? Um, and, I, and so I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I said, hey, this, I, I've got this video. Give me the bigger context. What's going on? This is what it sounds like you're saying. Mm-hmm. He confirmed uh, that what, what he believes is actually in a sense, what he said. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't taken out of context. No. So at that point, I had to say, all right, what is my responsibility here? Mm-hmm. Now, it, uh, in people in our church, are we sending our people there anymore? No. Mm-hmm. Um, are, if I'm asked, what, what's the right thing to do? I said, hey, I feel like, first of all, um, we sent people to you believing you were one thing mm-hmm. and you decided that you were going to try to convince our people. I said, that's divisive. Mm-hmm. You care about unity, but you would teach our people something that they're going to bring back to their church and cause division in our church. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's unbiblical. Thirdly, do your elders know? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of questioning that goes on. Um, then you have to go, all right, what's my responsibility here? Am I supposed to blast this um, all over the United States? Um, or am I supposed to deal with this in back channels, respecting that the reputation of the Lord is involved in this? Mm-hmm. Do I get some guys and go and meet with them? Do I go to the church in private and talk to their elders? Because not only is he wrong biblically, but there's a way the Bible says to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just heard the other day, and I, I went on the website, and there's a, a group of people that are that have put up a website attacking David Jeremiah as a false prophet, mm-hmm. as a false teacher. Okay, I've I've listened and read David Jeremiah's stuff for years. Do I agree on everything he teaches? No, no, but I don't disagree with him on mm-hmm. any of the essential salvation stuff. And so, how do I handle if I may disagree with him on a view of the end times? Let's mm-hmm. say. Do, am I looking to get get him in you know, a gotcha? And most of the people that are going on the internet doing the research so that they could create some internet ministry aren't actually discipling anyone. They're not positively mm-hmm. ministering anyone. It's like their job is to be the, what do they call that? Um, 
opposition research mm-hmm. based on fear or anger or pride or whatever. And oftentimes they're not actually teaching or discipling anyone. And they're, they're majoring in the minors. And it, it, there's truth about everything, but not every truth is as clear as we would like it mm-hmm. to be. And not every truth is as important. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the color of this, this table, we can, like, you know, my wife would actually probably know exactly what it is. I would go, you know, it's kind of a whitish. She would go, well, it might be, I don't know what color she'd say. It's, but, okay, there is a truth Birch about wood. what color, yeah, what the color this is, but that truth isn't as important as gravity. Right. You get gravity wrong, you die. You get this wrong, and and we might get into it. Well, it's why it's why there's the three buckets as far as in our in our context yeah. here, real life. Yeah. So here's I always point people to, um, you know, Romans 14 mm-hmm. because this isn't anything new. Paul's writing, uh, and by the way, the First Corinthian church he's writing to, they're fighting about. I like this guy better than that guy, and Paul's like. Who am I? Why would you use my name? Did I mm-hmm. baptize you in the name of... Were you baptized in my name? No, it was the name of Jesus, right? Apollos has some gifts. Peter has some gifts. Quit fighting about it. They're fighting about communion. Mm-hmm. They're fighting about spiritual gifts. And, and he, he goes on in Hebrews and in First Corinthians to say, you're super immature. How do you know? Because you're fighting and arguing about all these things. So I'm not saying there isn't things to argue about. But being a critiquer... Mm-hmm. And critical is not one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's too bad, too, because it seems to be abundant. Yeah, it's everywhere. But when you go to Romans 14, Paul says this, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is disputable matters. Now, he's not saying you shouldn't have an opinion. He's saying don't cast judgment on somebody else on a disputable matter. And he goes on to say, he says, one man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man's whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another man's servant? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're dis- dividing. And remember, this is, this is kind of a big issue because the Jews have a certain kind of food, kosher food that's acceptable. The Greeks and the Romans, they don't have the kosher food mm-hmm. thing. And he goes on to say, there's a dispute, and, and he says, okay, so back in those days, they would do temple sacrifice to false gods. Well, some of the Christians were going and buying, because it was cheap food, mm-hmm. at the temple, they're buying these this food sacrificed to an idol. But they're getting it because it's cheap, and to them, there is no other god, and and they, they don't participate. They don't believe in that at all, but it's cheap food. It's just food. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people are going, you can't buy that food that was sacrificed to an idol. Mm-hmm. And so he's dealing with this issue about this. And, and then he, Paul even says, listen, um, I don't really care about all that. Mm-hmm. He goes, but I'm not going to cause somebody to stumble. So if you know your brother has a problem with it, you don't. Don't start a fight. Just don't deal with it. Go eat what you want at home. In fact, he says, keep what you what you believe about this thing between you and God. Mm-hmm. Right? Quit. There's we people will find so much to fight about. We don't uh, don't take a picture of your of your uh, meat that you got from the temple 
and you cooked, and now you've got it on Facebook, is that's my dinner. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, and, and then there's these people attacking each other. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying there isn't a time to leave a church. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying there, is, there isn't a time to go, this is a serious issue. If somebody's changing the gospel, if somebody's affirming something that is sinful, mm-hmm. according to Scripture, you can't change that, and you can't support that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that are arguing and fighting about things that are not so essential. Like, uh, I'll give you a prime example. Um, there's some church organizations that have music ministries that have written songs that are sang- sung all over the country. Mm-hmm. Some of those groups teach things that I think are very unbiblical and have added some things they, they you know they come up with the apostles who uh, have the authority to to do things and say things the bible doesn't give them mm-hmm. and i wouldn't go to that church and i wouldn't bring one of those guys to preach here and i wouldn't suggest anybody does mm-hmm. but their music department writes some songs that are beautiful and scriptural and great music Mm-hmm. So we have some people who are going, because a person, uh, because it came from a church that has some hypocrisy mm-hmm. or, or false teaching over here, that we shouldn't sing those songs. Now, most people don't know where that song came from, mm-hmm. but the song is beautiful and biblical. And and when we're singing it, we're singing it to the Lord Jesus. And so you've got people who are, you shouldn't sing it, you should sing it. I'm leaving the church because you're saying it, because you're supporting that. No, I'm not supporting that person. I'm not even elevating, I'm not even saying where that song came from. Can they go research where the song came from? Mm-hmm. Are there people out there going, if you guys are using this song, you're supporting this, you're supporting that. I'm not supporting any of it. It's kind of like when you go buy food from the temple, mm-hmm. the false temple, and you buy that meat, people are going, hey, that money right there is going uh, to the temple. Mm-hmm. And Paul's like, yes, okay, but I'm not trying to support them. It's cheap food. I got to feed my family. Right. Right. You know, it, it, people have to decide they need to be consistent. You know, like they're anti Walmart or anti whatever, because uh, that they 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 you know promote Gay Pride Month or whatever, mm-hmm. and all these corporations. And if your conscience says don't support that, then don't. Mm-hmm. But don't. But don't go around shouting down everybody else who isn't really thinking about it that way mm-hmm. and isn't trying to support that. They just, Walmart's the cheapest and they got a budget mm-hmm. because there's a recession, let's say, theoretically. Right. And, you know, inflation. And, you know, we just have to be careful that we focus on the things that bind us together, the things that we agree on, and sometimes the things we disagree on. We, we can have that opinion and we want to live that way, but... But know the difference between first bucket, second bucket, and third bucket. And the devil wants to fracture us, divide us over everything. Mm-hmm. And we're giving in. And when we, we decide to do opposition research from the Internet, my, my question is, is always, where did they get that information? How did they get it? Mm-hmm. Did they go, did they actually, why, if they're, they're putting it all over the Internet, when they haven't done what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5 or Romans 14 or Matthew 18, and they, I would, rather than taking what they say about whoever they're talking about, I'd like to talk to them. 
Mm-hmm. If you didn't go talk to them, they might go, well, I can't. I, they, won't, they won't answer my call. Did you mm-hmm. try or just assume you couldn't? And secondly, if you can't go talk to them, then why not shut up about it? Because until you do, you actually don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. You, you think you know because you read something, you heard something. It's better to be quiet because then you can be considered wise as opposed to opening your mouth and becoming a fool. Mm-hmm. And what we know about this, I don't trust the media to portray the truth mm-hmm. on, on much of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people attack me for something I said completely out of context. Nobody came to me and talked to me, didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. And if they'd done that to me as a leader, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be careful. If I don't like that, I'm going to be careful I don't do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And give them the opportunity to answer the question. You know, mm-hmm. um, They maybe grew since then. Maybe they found out more information. Maybe that's not what they meant at all. Maybe, and somebody else is going, oh, here's what they meant. Here's where it came from. And, you know, well, mm-hmm. Listen, I got plenty of people to disciple and minister to. My job isn't to be the police on the internet. And if, and here's the deal. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I, I use this example. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are yelling about the economy. They're yelling at the president. They're, you know, the Bible says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which encourages others, right? Mm-hmm. But they're shouting it out. And I always want to go, okay, let me, let me, let, what's just your economy like? The one that you actually control. Mm-hmm. Why are you shouting about the economy that they're helping to lead through when you're not even being faithful to the one you have? Mm-hmm. They're not praying at school. Are you praying at school? Mm-hmm. They're teaching this to our kids. Okay, but what are you teaching to your kids and mm-hmm. your grandkids? We're supposed to be something. And and now we have an internet and the ability to put our own opinions out there without a lot of research, without a lot of thinking, in a moment's notice. And you know how many false things have been passed around the internet that we find out later isn't true? Should we be a little bit more careful as Christians and do the good things that we can, do the good deeds, rather than try to figure out how to pick apart other people? So on the one side, Jude says, the book of Jude says, talks about there are false teachers. All the scriptures talk about false teachers are going to come. Mm-hmm. And we need to be careful. But, but again, um, how important, what, is that a false teaching on purpose? Is that a different way to understand scripture? Does it actually come against what God says about the gospel, about salvation? Is it a different opinion about um, the end times? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can disagree with you on that without calling you a false teacher. Mm -hmm. I can disagree with you and go, you know what, that's one of those things we're just going to have to agree to disagree on because it's not all that important. But here's what we do agree on. People are going to hell without Jesus. You know, I, I've got the Baptists who say baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Mm-hmm. I got the uh, the Church of Christ that says that that you're saved. There's some who are water regenerationists mm-hmm. that you're saved in the water, but the Christian Church says um, that it's when you make your public confession. Baptism is a picture of dying, being raised to walk, and it's the place in which the Holy Spirit comes in. All three of them actually agree about baptism that mm-hmm. they should do it. Mm-hmm. But we just, we are going to find a way to fight and argue and accuse 
and call names. Instead of, there's a whole bunch of people out there in the world. You know, when I'm so exhausted when I get home because of the fight Mm -hmm. with my neighbor, my fellow Christian, and I got a next-door neighbor who's never heard about Jesus, Mm -hmm. um, you're exhausted by the wrong things. But again, there's tensions in this. There is false teachers we need to stay away from. We need to call it out, but do it the right way when that happens. But there's other people that want to fill in all the gaps, mm-hmm. right? Like the Pharisees did. Add uh, this many steps that you can have in a day. Right. Uh, this many things that the Bible doesn't actually say that we're going to add into it and say, you know, like they did that with Jesus. Your guys don't wash hands. Mm-hmm. They're working on the Sabbath. Yeah. They were, well, they weren't washing before they ate, right? And mm-hmm. that can, it worked on the Sabbath too, but they're not washing before they ate. And Jesus says, you, you created these traditions that you abide by, but you get rid of what the Word of God actually mm-hmm. says. The Bible doesn't say you had to wash your hands, dip your hands to, to eat. It doesn't say that. They made a rule about it, though, and how many steps doesn't say that. And so there's people who fill in the gaps and make everything a black and white, and you're not God's man if you don't and you didn't. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who want to get rid of what the Bible says, even though it's clear on it. So, where the Bible speaks, we speak. And where the Bible is silent, we're silent. And uh, don't don't take care of something he says and make it less. And don't take don't fill in the gaps on something he didn't say. And 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 do the work of the devil for him by dividing on everything, mm-hmm. just by reacting. And so, if there's a song that you know where it came from and you don't like who sang it on Sunday morning and everybody else is singing it and they don't know and they're singing to the Lord Jesus. And your mm-hmm. conscience says, don't sing it. Don't sing it. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and pray. Right? But don't go around saying, none of you should be singing this song. You know, and telling everybody that song came from, you know. No, you don't need to do that. Because that's not worship either. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, if somebody teaches something like homosexuality is sin, or isn't sin, mm-hmm. you need to go, whoa, whoa, that's not true. And before you start talking to everybody else, you need to go and say, hey, I heard you say this. Did you mean that? And you need to go through the right steps when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Not just go on the internet and say, you won't believe I heard what I heard this week. You know, There's the right fights fought the right way mm-hmm. that brings glory and honor to God. And even in Matthew 18, the purpose of all of it is to bring restoration. Discipline is always to bring restoration. When you're just launching bombs at somebody, you're not actually caring about their restoration. You're trying to tear them apart. Mm -hmm. Don't fight like the devil for the things of God. Thanks, Jim. That is a great reminder uh, for us not to react. And it's also a great reminder about how, how to handle the Word of God correctly.